What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. You. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. This is your host, Hannah Briel, and on today's show, I got to talk with Megan and Kelly, also known as the Broderick Sisters and the founders of ADASH. ADASH is a clean, lower caffeine, organic, adaptogenic infused cold brew coffee, and it is also very tasty. Megan and Kelly give us the whole backstory on the passion, the dream, and the idea behind ADASH. We talk a lot about adaptogens, wellness, their future products, which is exciting, and the science behind adaptogens and specifically ashwagandha. So the cold brew is awesome. The sisters are fabulous. I love their vision and their ideas for the future. So grab your ADASH and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. On today's episode, I am sitting with the Broderick sisters, Megan and Kelly, who are the founders of ADASH. So welcome, Megan and Kelly. Hi, Hannah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Hannah. We're so excited to be here. Hi, everyone. So Megan is with me in person, and then Kelly is in Nashville right now, so she is talking to us via Zoom. So we have Zoom Kelly. So welcome. Kelly over here. (laughs) Really excited to hear. I'm drinking your product right now, and it's amazing. It tastes great. So can you start by telling me a little bit more about your product, your business, and then we'll get into the background. So, and I'll, I'll kind of give us a little bit on the background. So this is Kelly here and this story is, goes back a few years. So um, I've been taking adaptogens for, this is what, it's 2021, almost 2022. Um, I just discovered adaptogens back in 2017. Um, After my pregnancy, I dealt my first pregnancy. So I had my son back in February of 2017. um, And I dealt with extreme postpartum anxiety and depression um, and went to more traditional medical routes. I saw my primary care physician. I saw my OBGYN afterwards and got, you know, aftercare for the pregnancy and was still dealing with a lot of issues um, when it came to my my hormonal health and my mental health. And I felt like I wasn't really finding any the answers that were helping me. Um, all my tests were coming back great. You know, I'd lost all my baby weight and everything was looking normal when it came to like my blood panels and everything like that. Um, it was being more talked about just in terms of like psychological using some sort of pharmaceuticals in order to help me feel more natural and feel more like myself. Um, 
And after about a year of taking different things, um, I just didn't really feel like myself. I didn't feel normal still. So with the nudging of my husband, um, I went and found a naturopathic doctor. So um, someone in Chicago named Dr. Kelly Sims. She specializes in women's health, especially um, you know hormonal health. So I found her through a recommendation on Google and some other people I talked to. And I started seeing her um, ran a panel right away. So if anyone is having any hormonal health issues or anything like that. We did a blood test and we also did something called a Dutch test, um, which is a saliva test that really measures your, your cortisol levels. Um, and when we did that test right away, she came back and was like, your cortisol levels are completely bottomed out. Like when you wake up, it, it's at the same spot where it is at the end of the day. So your cortisol level, which, you know, controls your adrenal function, your energy, how you feel should be really high when you wake up in the morning. It really is what wakes you up. And then throughout the day, it starts to taper off as you get ready to get ready for bed. So really should align with your circadian rhythm. And mine was just at like a zero from the second I woke up to when I went to bed, it was at the exact point throughout the day, which is why I felt so fatigued, so tired, um, you know, was dealing with hormonal issues with low libido, everything kind of under the sun that a lot of moms think is just normal after they have a baby. Um, and a lot of times that's kind of what you're told by your physician is like, you know, you had a baby, you had a lot of hormone changes, like it'll go back to normal. Um, and it didn't go back to normal. So when we got that test, I started working with a lot of things with, um, with my doctor, with my naturopathic doctor in terms of stress management, um, daily movement, trying to figure out ways to really bring my stress levels and cortisol down. But also, this was the first time I'd ever heard about adaptogens. So um, right away, I started taking a, an adaptogenic blend that she recommended, which was ashwagandha, uh, rhodiola, and maca. Those are three kind of very well-known adaptogens that all help with dealing with your cortisol levels, your hormone health, and really bringing your stress levels back to normal. So what we were doing is trying to like establish a baseline um, of where my health and my stress and my hormone levels should be. Um, and after taking these adaptogens for about six months. Um, I saw her for over a year. I really totally transformed my mental health, how I was feeling, how my body was feeling, how I was kind of responding to just everyday stress in life. And it was such a huge impact that I knew that I needed to make big changes in my, in my life in terms of my health, wellness, and fitness. So seeing her and kind of getting on that hormonal health journey with a naturopathic doctor put me down this path of just like diving deep into adaptogens, herbalism, you know, non-traditional um, Western medicine and looking more at like an Eastern holistic approach to the body. So that was my first introduction in 2017. Um, in 2018, I really started diving into like the science behind it, finding about more adaptogens than just the ones that I was and like started creating my own well, not, we'll say concoctions or elixirs um, that I would make every day. And I was using supplements, pills, mixing them in smoothies, mixing them in coffee and bringing them on the road all the time. So had been doing that for a couple years. And then in 2019, I got a promotion for work. Um, we were living in Chicago at the time. I moved down to Tennessee and to Nashville um, to, for my company that, that I was supposed to manage the whole state of Tennessee for. So anyone who's not from Tennessee or never visited, I thought it was kind of a small state. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty narrow north to south. So you're like, well, it's not that big of a state. Um, when you move there, especially Nashville, like smack dab in the middle of the state, East to West from Memphis to Bristol, Tennessee, if we have any NASCAR fans out there, um, 
it's really long. So it's about nine hours from Memphis to Bristol. So when I took the job, I thought, you know, I'd have a couple hour trips when I'd be going to visit distributors and managing the market. Um, and it ended up being a lot longer than that. So I was spending a lot of time on the road, um, working the different markets throughout the state from Knoxville to Memphis to Chattanooga. Um, and as someone who was traveling a lot, I was flying and also driving with a bunch of supplements, powders. Um, and it was really difficult to maintain that wellness routine. So I started, you know, getting more increased stress. I wasn't keeping up as much with my like daily routine um, and made it really difficult to like keep executing what I'd been doing for the last couple of years, the busier I got and the more I got on the road. So that was really kind of the backstory to how a dash was born. Um, and really the, the aha moment, which I like to talk about is I was on a trip to Nash uh, to Knoxville from Nashville. So it's about a three and a half hour drive. Um, I'm a truck stop person. I love going to truck stops when I'm on the road and like seeing different, you know, ingredients, different brands that are there and just buying stuff there. I love, you know, taking a break and getting out of the car and walking around. And um, my husband always says I'm crazy, but I think it's fun to like stop at a nice truck stop and like see what other stuff that they have and go from there. So um, once I was stopping, I was looking for a coffee. Um, I'm a big cold brew coffee drinker. I start my day with a warm coffee, but after that first cup, I moved to cold brew in the afternoon. So I needed a cold brew to mix some of my adaptogenic um, ashwagandha powder with. So as I was looking around this pilot gas station that I was stopped at, there was just really no good option. So there was either the traditional ones like Starbucks that has a ton of sugar. Um, there's some other brands that I was like excited about that had protein in them and I thought would serve more within my nutritional goals and needs. Um, but they all had a ton of sugar in them too. So basically everything that was available is not something that I would personally want to consume. Um, and I thought, you know, there's got to be a better way to provide better nutritional ingredients that are in our cold brew um, and get adaptogenic benefits that are built in. And that was the moment that Adash was really born. So that was uh, the end of 2019 that the idea started. Um, and when I went to visit Megan and Gabe, um, my sister and co-founder in New Zealand, when they were living there still, I shared really the idea of what Adash was and um, at the time, I hadn't done anything with it yet. Um, and Megan and Gabe really gave me the honest and the push to, to go for it. They believed in the brand and we started um, you know, on our hikes throughout New Zealand, talking about the brand and dreaming about what it could be. Um, and they started consulting when they were in New Zealand. And um, it just so happened a uh, pandemic hit us in 2020 that had Megan and Gabe move back to the US. Um, and everything fell into place where I got the push from them to really believe in the brand and start it. And then they moved back and helped um, Megan helped me launch it um, in April of 2021. So it took a little bit of time from ide ideation to creation. Um, but really, the, the idea was born in a gas station. And then um, through the push of my big sister, who has always pushed me, um, we brought the brand to life. So that's kind of the, the whole story behind Adash. Um, and I can let Megan share a little bit about how she came on board and and how she believed in a dash and, and brought it to where it is today but um, a big part of that founding story is is a push from from her to to pursue the dream and to share it with everybody well, that's really sweet yeah so you're the older one yeah so i'm the oldest of three so it's okay. me kelly and then we have a younger sister who's also in charleston um we all she mentioned the push so we all grew up playing competitive sports we all played soccer through our college years, which is how we ended up from Chicago down here in Charleston. Gotcha. So me and my younger sister both went to college at Charleston. 
Kelly ended up at Wofford. Oh, okay. So yeah. this was when Go Terrier. Go Terrier. So this is when we were all still in the SOCON. So yeah. Kelly and I are two years apart in school, and then me and our youngest are five. So we actually played against each other. We competed against each other in the SOCON, and then they played each other, but I was retired already. Which was <laughs> um, yeah. So that's how we ended up down here, um, and, and I've spent the better part of the last decade living abroad and then in Charleston, so Kelly mentioned the trip to New Zealand. The last five years I've spent six months of the year here in New Zealand, and, or in New Zealand, and I'm here in Charleston. Um, COVID changed that and allowed me to come on board with her, but I think we work really well. Like she mentioned, I've always pushed her as the oldest sister. I'm, I am the atypical first child, or the very typical, yeah. not atypical first child. Um, so I really always pushed her to do her best. And I think we now, instead of competing against each other, we compete together. Um, but we do still have like that healthy sisterly competition that I think actually spurs the business to grow in our individual markets. So like you had always the role of like the bigger sister, you know, that like everyone kind of thinks about classic bigger sure. And now I like, you're not competing against each other. You're competing together. I was going to ask like how, is it working with family and sisters? Like, what is that dynamic like between y'all? Yeah, so I'd say we're super different. Um, even though we have like similar interests, group doing all the same things, um, very different personalities and like skill sets. So Megan is like she said, the we'll call her like the alpha of the family. So she's very she's very organized, um, like has detailed plans, like is such a perfectionist. Um, and I like to think of myself as more of the creative of the bunch. So I kind of dream big. I have a lot of ideas um, and put like a lot of things out and down on paper. And Megan is really the, the backbone to like operations and getting what my ideas um, that I have and what I want to do with it. She helps me put a plan into place to get them super organized. So we, we definitely have two different skill sets and really deal with like, I mean, we're small, you know, it's just us officially that will the work full time for the company right now. Um, so we split up a lot of the responsibilities based on what our skill sets are. So Megan handles all the operational stuff. She gets to have a lot of the difficult calls and conversations with like ingredient suppliers, manufacturers, that sort of stuff. Um, and all the organizational piece of it. And I deal a lot mostly with, you know, creative branding, marketing, um, and sales. So my, my background up until this point has been in sales and distributor management. So we were super excited to share last week that we brought our first distributor on board in Nashville, um, which was huge and really exciting for the brand because it's going to allow us to get into a lot more locations and have a lot more people see a dash and try it. Um, and so for the past 10 years or so, I've been in that BevAlk CPG industry where I work with distributors and manage the market, build budgets, launch brands, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, it's, it's great working with your sister or family for me because um, I'm not afraid, you know, you're not afraid to hold your tongue or say what you want to. Um, and I think you can have a lot more open, honest conversations that can be 
a little more, it's just different than what you would do with someone who's not family. So um, for me, like it was important to bring Megan on number one, because I know her skill set is so different than mine and she can really push my ideas and make them scalable and, and make this brand what we want it to be, which is a brand that can really help a lot of people and really make a difference in the health and wellness functional category. Um, Cause that's really is our dream with the dash. It's, it's tiny and mighty, but right now, um, but we know that there's an opportunity for it to have a really big impact on a lot of people's lives to, to make functional wellness, easy, accessible, convenient, and delicious to improve the most, you know, most people's lives. So um, I knew that in order to, to make my dream become a reality and, and allow us to, to be a bigger company in the future, I would need Megan to put all the steps into place and organizational operation things to, to make a dash, um, not just a, a small Charleston or Nashville based brand, but one that can really make an impact um, in the US and hopefully abroad in the future. As soon as I met both of y'all, I was like, okay, so Kelly's the visionary and Megan is the implementer. <laughs> Which yeah. is an amazing combo. Like the best yeah. partners that you yeah. could possibly have. I think yeah. it works really well in mid, but I think we what we did up front to me that was super important is we were very clear that when we are business, we're not like wearing sister hats. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we are focusing on the business and doing what's best for the business. And then like when it's sister time, sure, business comes up sometimes, but like that's when we're sisters. So like she said, we speak openly. We don't hold our tongues probably more so than definitely in a traditional work environment, but we also don't take it personal. Like if, yeah. if we disagree on what we should be doing for something, it's in that meeting, we hash it out and then like we leave it. And so for me, I think that was the most important thing about working with family is that we had really clear boundaries up front in how yeah. we would work together. And I think it served us really well so far. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, you have to have those boundaries so that you don't, your whole relationship isn't your business, yes. and that you have yes. a relationship outside of your business, because yes. ultimately, yes. you're sisters at the end of all this, and you yeah. have to make sure that, like, that's the priority. Yeah. So, yes. tell me more about the product itself, the delicious coffee colder that I'm drinking right now. Yeah, so I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit, and then Kelly can kind of touch on the adaptogen part. Yes. So, in general... We like to say that we've intentionally designed the product to be different. We made very thoughtful choices in every step of the formulation. Um, so Kelly mentioned she was initially creating these concoctions like in her kitchen. Obviously, when we grow in scale, we no, like, this is not the same. No, no. What no. type of concoction? For me personally, my personal consumption to start. We work with a foods uh, beverage scientist that has obviously formulated for large scale. So what's different is we've intentionally left it to be very lightly roasted, quite smooth. So you don't have those bitter notes that are a traditional cold brew. Oh, it sweet. doesn't like hit you and hit you in the face. Mm -hmm. We are lightly sweetened with monk fruit as well. So that's where you get a bit of oh, okay. that sweetness. That's different. Yeah. And then we have no gums, no fillers. So really clean ingredient label. Um, it's really the coffee, the caffeine, so the coffee extract, the caffeine, the ashwagandha, and then the monk fruit. All of those choices were there to provide like a really clean, balanced coffee um, and make it really palatable. So we want coffee drinkers to enjoy it. There are some other functional coffees that have been around longer and we've consumed them. And quite honestly, they don't taste like coffee. So our goal was to have something that tastes like a coffee, but not be overpowering like coffee so that it could hit tea and coffee drinkers. And we could really help as many people as possible. Yeah, because you have those people who are like, well, I just don't like the taste of coffee, you know, yeah. and you want them to be able to enjoy it too. Yeah. Can you tell me, Matriarch Beverage Company, 
Is that y'all? Yeah, so okay. that is our parent company. Kelly mentioned being the visionary. So mm -hmm. ADASH is its own brand that sits under that. This will always be a functional beverage company. Whether we ever have plans in the future beyond that for other beverages, possibly. Um, so that's our parent company, the Matriarch logo. You're from Tennessee, so you'll see like there's an ode to the Tennessee, Tennessee flag in the middle oh. there. Yeah. That. So that's kind of the tie back in. And then these labels were printed prior to me coming on board officially. So we will have future product like packaging iteration that has them tied to Charleston and Nashville. Okay. So that is like really, we are now considering it sister founded and sister, you know, cities rather than just like Nashville strictly. Yeah. Um, we really launched a dual city launch at the same time. Okay. You mentioned Bristol. Um, yeah. I'm sure that's where I went to high school. Oh, really? Yeah. So we yeah. evacuated from Katrina to Memphis and oh. we had to do that drive to yeah. Bristol. And I remember we were like, oh, we're in the same state. But oh, like, so far. Yeah. What a long drive. So I can't imagine like going back and forth all the time. It's so far. Yeah. We, uh, I spent many times driving across the state of Tennessee. So I would not recommend that Memphis to Bristol drive is not fun. So <laughs> If you, if you are doing that drive, like at least do a little stopover in Nashville for like a day to give yourself a break because um, I-40 across the whole state of Nashville, or of Tennessee is a, it's, it's quite a trip, but you get to go to Bristol and you can go to a NASCAR race, which is pretty cool. So. That's all I say. People are like, where's Bristol? And I'm like, we just have NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. They're getting a lot better. Like we have a rooftop hotel now, but that's oh. I've been, I mean, Bristol's nice. I've been to Bristol a lot of times. So out in Johnson City, Bristol area, they've got, they're up and coming out there. They've got a lot of things. My, uh, my four and a half, almost five-year-old is a big fan of um, Dude Perfect. So if anyone, any of your listeners are uh, Dude Perfect fans, they go to, they go to Bristol, Tennessee, and they do a demolition derby there. So we've, lo we've watched a lot of Bristol videos in the last couple weeks. <laughs> very um, on brand. <laughs> So you know a lot about the science, ashwagandha, there were some other terms that were thrown around. Yeah. Deep dive, like tell me yeah. what to know about adaptogens. So adaptogens is, we'll say it's a somewhat new term um, for something that's been around for many, many thousands of years. So the, the term adaptogen was coined in the 1940s by two Soviet scientists um, that were studying ways to help the Soviet Union um, enhanced performance for like scientists, athletes, um, just general people, like during the whole Cold War, they were looking, you know, World War II and then into the Cold War, they were looking at ways, natural ways to help their citizens uh, perform better, whether that was like immunity, cognitive, uh, stamina, energy, all of that. So they were doing like these really deep dives into Eastern medicine to find tradition, you know, traditional Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine to find these ingredients, these natural ingredients that people had utilized for thousands of years through um, functional practitioners like Ayurvedic doctors or traditional Chinese medicine doctors um, that were being used as like tonics, as pills, as, you know, mostly tonics or elixirs that these functional practitioners would use. So these two scientists um, really did a, about a 10-year study where they chose a bunch of different what we call adaptogens, but they were herbs that were in traditional Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine, and they started testing them um, on athletes in the Soviet Union to see what actually worked. So they came through with a group of adaptogens, which are 
12 herbs, fungi. So it's like basically plants or fungi that can be um, termed coined as an adaptogen. And really what it was meant is it helps your body adapt to stressors. So that's how the name came about. Um, whether that be physical, biological, emotional stressors, those are what adaptogens um, as a class cover. So the term came about from that, but the science in these plants had been used for thousands of years, mostly in Ayurvedic medicine, like I was talking about, so an Indian form of uh, functional medicine, and then also in traditional Chinese medicine. So um, the research and the science for the Western world came about in starting like the 1940s. Um, and then we've seen more scientific studies done in like the last 10 or 15 years um, in the US and some other places in Europe to kind of back the science that we're all seeing now about what it's doing like chemically and what the process is doing with adaptogens. So like how plants adapt to their environment, that's like, this is the best way I like to describe it. So, you know, plants dig down deep their roots to find water and they're adapting to their environment, whatever stressors are going on. That's the concept of what adaptogens do in your body. So these plants um, have the intelligence and the chemical process within your body to balance your nervous system. So they help with mostly, we'll talk about the HPA axis, which is hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenal. So it's kind of like a little, we'll say like a walnut in the back of your skull at the base of your spine, um, where all that is housed. And that controls your adrenals, your cortisol levels, um, and really ties into what's going on with the stress levels in your body. So ashwagandha in particular is one that's known and has been studied to work within your HPA access to completely balance out your stress level. So it brings your cortisol into balance into healthy levels. So um, that's really what adaptogens are, are used for. So if you have, say you're too high in one thing in your body or too low, whether it's, you know, adrenal stress, cortisol, that adaptogen will come in and work within your body and your nervous system to adapt to what you need. So it's kind of a the chemical process that goes on in the lab and what they've studied um, shows the efficacy and what these adaptogens are doing in, within your body. So the most recent studies, and this is why we've chosen to do one adaptogen and, and educate through the line is to help people understand like what this particular adaptogen does, what the purpose is and what the supplementation should be in order to get the benefits in your life. So the studies recently done around ashwagandha, the most recent um, was in 2019 that they put out um, in a you know double blind control placebo study where against um, depression medication. So what, what ashwagandha mostly is used for um, is to deal with stress and anxiety disorders and depression. Um, and all the efficacy behind the dosage was within that 165 to 600 milligrams of ashwagandha is where we've done the research and the studies behind to show um, it's actually helping people lower their dosage of pharmaceutical um, and the, the, the stress and anxiety disorders that were being treated in the study were significantly um, approved upon within 90 days. So a lot of people who were taking pharmaceuticals in the study and came off of it um, had increased, uh, increased their, decreased their levels of stress and anxiety and weren't having to take pharmaceutical medication. So ashwagandha is being looked at as a way scientifically right now to replace some pharmaceuticals for stress and anxiety medication. So for us, that was most important to start with because that's a very large problem that we have throughout the world. But in the US, especially over the last 20 years, um, it's almost one in two people now will have a mental health 
disorder that's diagnosable in their lifetime. A lot of that's related to depression and anxiety. So for us, ashwagandha was one that helped me tremendously with stress and anxiety and managing depression, anxiety um, throughout you know, my postpartum and then also just daily life, um, but also just the amount of people that are dealing with, uh, with mental health disorders in the US. We wanted this one to be kind of the, the rock that we built the, the foundation on because it's one that we think almost everyone has um, some experience, whether that's short-term stress or anxiety disorders or long-term depression that they deal with. So there's a little bit of foreshadowing there that this was the one that y'all wanted to start with. So I'm excited to get into more of that. So it's Correct. awesome to hear like the real scientific fact evidence yeah. that these chemicals are causing all of these like physiological changes. Yep. Yeah. And so, sorry, keep going. Yeah. So yeah, that's really why we chose adaptogens and like we chose we we're very specific and we were talking about lower caffeine to help you know we're we're dealing with stress and adrenals especially with ashwagandha and what we're trying to address which is why we have a proprietary way to decrease the amount of caffeine but also why we purposefully chose the amount of ashwagandha that we're putting in there so megan did hint on some other brands that use proprietary blends or and have a blend of adaptogens which is amazing especially like for how it makes you feel in the moment so a lot of feedback we get about a dash is like you don't get any jitters from the coffee some people that feel anxious when they drink caffeine when they drink a dash they don't feel that way which is definitely one of the benefits and one of the things that we want to do with the dash but our overall goal is to replace part of your supplementation or add something in as a supplement into your daily routine so we want to simplify wellness and make it just like one other step that you're already doing in your daily routine um, and replace it. So you're not having to add stuff for your smoothies. You're not having to take another supplement, um, but you can drink a can of a dash or, you know, every single day. And that replaces something in your routine. So it's not just how coffee or this coffee makes you feel in the moment, but it's the overall effect of daily supplementation of ashwagandha that can will help improve your overall mental and physical health um, throughout your your life. So we're, we're using it as a, a way to replace um, something in supplements, just not a way to let you drink coffee and not feel the jitters. You get the benefit of that, but it's also the long-term effect of what ashwagandha and the supplementation is doing for you. Yeah, in terms of like behavior change, it yeah. was really smart to simplify it to the uh, something that we already do we yeah. already like reached for that second cup of coffee in the afternoon. Yeah. Now I'm wondering if you're going to provide kegs and taps <laughs> because we have cold brew here. Like, well, yeah. we don't have, but this would be a really awesome thing to provide for people. Yes. Yeah, so we have a lot of plans yes. for growth. Um, so we are, we are bootstrapped, which means we founded the business and funded the business ourselves. So we don't have outside investment apart from some small investments from our parents and a family member. Um, so starting a beverage business is very expensive, oh, yeah. but the goal is to grow. So we do have plans. We've signed off on a second formulation for a cordyceps formula, which should launch in early 2022. That'll be our power skew. Um, and we definitely are looking at other formats, whether that be ground coffee, kegged coffee, um, eventually, and actually one of the things that really sold me on coming on board, not just the general mission, we plan to have some sort of like sticks or sachets so that you can take, like it's even more easy. So I hike a lot in New Zealand. Hmm. 
this I would love to take with me, but I can't carry cans when I'm hiking for multiple days. So we'll have like individual servings or packets or sachets that you can also still enjoy this elevated coffee while you're out like hiking, camping. So those are kind of like our 24 month plans, I would say, but we're definitely looking at different formats. Um, we have cafes and restaurants that are telling us like, oh, we would love to carry the product, but we don't have a grab and go fridge. Could yeah. you look at having it, yeah. like you said, in a keg format? Or same thing, so many offices around Charleston in particular mm -hmm. have kegged coffee, have kegged cold brew. We would love to make that substitution for them where, mm -hmm. like you said, it's not like it's a bad one. It's just that this offers a lower caffeine and a healthier, it's a more elevated coffee. So you're actually getting additional benefits in addition to the antioxidants or essential nutrients you get from coffee. You're now getting the added benefits of adaptogens. Yeah, like in a place like Made to Move, where we're promoting additional wellness, yes. like what benefit to yes. be able to offer that? Yeah. So, and then there, the cordyceps. Yep. Tell me more about that. When that is expected to launch, the differences between that. Will it have a different name? Yeah. So it's okay. always going to be called A Dash. So okay. that is the brand itself. And then if you kind of peek down the can there, you see yeah. Balance. Mm -hmm. So A Dash is Balance, the balancing, calming adaptogen. Cordyceps, that line is going to be called power. So it's an uplifting adaptogen and it's in the mushroom family. Kelly touched on that fungi. Um, so that will be one that is a more powerful coffee, but a more powerful skew. And Kelly, if you want to touch on the differences really between cordyceps and ashwagandha, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So cordyceps is, is one of the, uh, the original 12 that were studied by those Soviet scientists. Um, and it actually has been used, um, especially within Chinese Olympic athletes for pro almost like 40 years now. Um, and it's one that's been proven to help with energy and stamina. So when we were looking at building out the portfolio and the different use cases and the different use cases like throughout your life, we wanted something obviously start with ashwagandha because that has a, a tie-in to our, our founding story um, and also addresses a, a major, we think a major need within mental health um, and simplifying wellness for people. And then the other side of that, the cordyceps, another one that I've used for many years that I really like, um, that I traditionally use in the morning as a way, as like a pre-workout to give me energy and kind of work on cognitive function, but most importantly, it's, it's benefits and it's efficacy in terms of studies and what they've used it for is done around uh, energy and stamina. So it's one that's used primarily by athletes in order to help them power through a workout or get energy and stamina before. So it's the, the most natural pre-workout that you can have. So we wanted a, a different side of the adaptogen scale while we're providing calm and balance through ashwagandha. We also want to give people something that is really geared towards cognitive ability and then stamina when it comes to performance. So knowing that these things like have been around for many, many, many years, yeah. are we just now like talking about them in the US and, and why? Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Um, if you go to a chiropractor, you go to an acupuncturist, they have all studied this in their, you know, in their traditional Chinese medicine. These herbs have been used for a really, really long time and they'll have, um, you know, you, when I first started taking um, um, the full script, which is a pharmaceutical that a lot of like, you know, functional practitioners or integrative doctors use are usually a blend of supplements that are coming from um, within the, the adaptogen family. So that first supplement I took was coming, was a rhodiola, ashwagandha and maca combination. So they have been around for a long time. Most of the time they're prescribed by either a functional practitioner 
uh, an acupuncturist or, you know, like registered dietitian or someone who would be talking about that sort of your um, health. We've had them around in, in terms probably like for like, I think the biggest start of this all was when we started talking about like plant-based foods and plant-based nutrition, um, which turned a lot of people onto more Eastern or holistic medicine and looking at the body as a whole. So I think as a whole, people have known about it, like in natural grocers, you've been able to buy like powdered ashwagandha or supplements for, I think whole foods has probably been carrying them for 15 years. So as long as they've been around, they're usually in that supplement section though, there's not a lot that's been in functional food or beverage or consumables until like the last few years. So I think it's just kind of been a slow build in the US based off of like the plant-based movement is how I think a lot of people have started to come towards it. Mushrooms and medicinal mushrooms definitely have led the way. Um, the leader in like instant coffee when it comes to mushroom coffees for Sigmatic has been around I'd say five years, probably maybe six now. And they really led the charge in terms of Rishi, Chaga, Cordyceps, um, a lot of the big mushrooms that we know about now. And a lot of the, alt, we'll call them alt coffees that are being made from medicinal mushrooms were really started with that, that brand first, which came on the scene about five or six years ago, really started to gain popularity in the last like four, three to four years. Um, so that's really, I think the, the first introduction that people started talking about it in this health and wellness, like niche community that was focusing on plant-based medicine, plant-based foods. Um, and we haven't had a ton of research around it. So really adaptogens have just started to be studied by um, like grants and get funding within the medical community in the last couple of years. So I think the first article, if you like searched on Healthline or something like that, or well and good, any of that stuff would be probably 2018, 2019, which is pretty recent. Um, but that's when most of the studies in terms of efficacious scientific studies in the US have started. So I think the the scientific community and like the integrative practitioner community really started pushing it to the forefront within the last four or five years. Um, and we've started to see functional brands like one of our my favorites, I know it's some of one of Megan's favorites as well, too, is like recess. They, they led as a CBD company, but they also have adaptogens in their sparkling water. So companies have started to include that into their functional um, wellness brands that they're, they're creating. But we're really doing something different in terms of looking at what the scientific research um, and what the guidelines are for supplementation and making sure that we're providing dosages that align within those medical kind of guidelines or guardrails. So for us, it's not just about, you know, how the, like we said, how it makes you feel in the moment. So adaptogens, of course, even a little bit will make you feel a little more calm in the moment. Um, but we are, we are building something that's something you can use daily as a supplement and, and replace part of your routine. So that was a big thing for us is we're so happy and I, I like to think of it as like rising tides raise all ships. So there's been, I'm not going to say an onslaught, but more probably like five, five to 10 functional companies in that, whether that's food, supplements like gummies or beverages in the last five years that have had some sort of functional ingredient, whether it be CBD, adaptogens, nootropics, all within that natural plant-based um, functional medicine movement that have really brought these to the forefront of the consumer. So um, 
natural grocers like Whole Foods have like led the way to start with that and local chains that that really carry that. And now we're starting to see it more in mainstream. So I've definitely, as we've started looking, growing at our retail plans, larger retailers are starting to become much more interested in these great ingredients, um, especially ashwagandha, because that's the one that's had the most, um, we'll say the most research and the most um, interest by people in the last two years because of the pandemic and the higher rates of anxiety. Um, it became one of the the top like searched words in terms of functional ingredients on Google. So it's a it's an ingredient that people have started to hear in more of the health and wellness literature and media. And then it started to really move out based on a lot of functional companies that are starting to put it into their, their consumables. So it's, it's honestly drove the movement. So it's been around for a while. It started more in California and the U S but I think the legalization of CBD and that continued to start consumers became aware that there are plants that can give them functions that prescription pills work. Mm -hmm. So people started searching for that. And at the same time, we've seen an increase in like integrative nutrition, mm -hmm. functional practitioners, looking at the body holistically. So holistic medicine as a whole yeah. started to gain more traction here in the US. And I think the combination of those two things is what has led people to start looking more into adaptogens. Okay, yeah, it's like people are starting to open their eyes. Yeah. And I wanna talk a little bit with you because you spend half of your New Zealand, half of your year. Yeah. Can you tell me the differences, the biggest ones you've seen between our healthcare and the healthcare you've seen abroad? Yeah, so for me, this was something that is I'm hugely passionate about. So Kelly is really more into the science and super passionate about the adaptogens, and I've, I've learned more about them. But for me personally, the healthcare system in this country, and I know you have had many podcast guests that have touched <laughs> on this, is really broken like across the board. It's something that I have seen firsthand. I mean, just not having access to universal healthcare is the starting and the most basic point for me. But we take a very reactive approach to healthcare in this country. We are constantly treating, or at least used to, we're starting to see the shift. We're treating the symptoms and not the root cause. So we're just band-aiding things with, you know, a prescription pill or this is the short-term thing that we can do to resolve the problem rather than going back and exploring the root cause. Um, and there are, it's not necessarily that New Zealand does that better, but they do a lot more preventative medicine. So mm -hmm. their physicals are much more in depth. They really talk about their nutrition. There is a more integrative and holistic approach when approaching you as a patient. Um, and they're, it's just the system is very broken, right? Like your appointments are not scheduled for 15 minutes because that's how many you need to bill for the day in order to, you know, make sure that you're making money as, as the system is built in the U.S. So that for me is something that we can really impact, not in terms of ADASH, but we as consumers, we as practitioners, we as a whole can start to say like, hey, no, that's not okay that the healthcare system looks like this. Why don't we start taking a root cause approach and then treat ourselves from there? Yeah, I always feel like I think we're seeing an improvement, but I'm in a bubble. And so I'm wondering like how much my biases are just making me see the people that are, that are changing it. What do y'all think? Do you think that we are moving in the right direction? I think it's a very slow grow, but I definitely think there is more grow around it. And the challenge I think is that the insurance industry in this country is very detrimental in terms of how people seek care, right? Like if you don't have that extra disposable income, you may not be able to see a functional practitioner because your insurance mm -hmm. doesn't cover it. 
We've yeah. only really, what, the last 10 years started to see chiropractic care be covered mm -hmm. and not even all insurance companies. So I think we are making moves in the right direction, um, but it's going to be a slow process where we're able to really change the healthcare system at its core in terms of how patient and doctor relationships function and what is best for the patient and not just having to, obviously everybody has to make money. You have to make a living. You have to, as a practice, you have to make enough money to keep your doors open and to see and treat people. But I think we're starting to see, you know, cash-based services. And right now there isn't an equity. So I think, like you said, our biases perhaps are just where we are. We see more people that have the ability to do that. Um, but I, my hope is that we continue to see that trickle down so that as a society, we start to see holistic care become the standard, not the exception. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost like we can't fix the things in the system. We have to like get a completely new system yeah. because yeah. as soon as we just start fixing things, like everyone's got their hands in it. Yeah. And I wanted to ask y'all about that. Like have any pharmaceutical companies tried to, I don't know, like not patent this because they don't own it, but like maybe take the adaptogens and be like, oh, this is our thing or like bad mouth them. Like have they kind of played into this at all? Not as yet um, that I'm aware of. I just think it's, we're just starting to grow enough in terms of adaptogens yeah. that it's not been on their radar okay. as yet. Yeah. Um, there are larger brands as a whole. So there's been a few controversies this year, like PepsiCo was launching an adaptogenic water that very closely resembled a smaller brand that they filed a lawsuit against for a trademark infringement. So we are starting to see, kind of when we talked about that slow grow in adaptogens, bigger brands are taking notice. And so I can imagine at some stage it will trickle into pharmaceuticals, but I don't, I don't know in the current model that adaptogens are the same profitability as like a prescription pill that's produced yeah. in a lab, right? So our ashwagandha is grown like in the Indian highlands, it's organic. Mm -hmm. um, those things have a cost associated with them. Yeah. So I don't know if prescription pill companies are interested in that at this stage. Yeah, that's, I was gonna ask that too. Yeah. Like what is the, knowing that it's, it's natural, like there's a limited availability of it and there's yeah. no, it's not made in a lab. What is that process like of getting the product and then you know putting it into the coffee yeah so we um like everybody global supply chain issues have been somewhat of a struggle because like i said our ashwagandha is imported so we order it it comes in via air freight from india um so that has been we've been pretty lucky um we haven't had huge delays but longer than usual time frames we ship all of our ingredients to our manufacturer and then they work with the formula that we've approved from our beverage formulator so they incorporate the ashwagandha into the cold brew in the facility itself, and then everything's canned up. We dose with nitrogen at the very end, which we haven't touched on yet. That gives it a little bit of the smoothness that we kind of feel, but it also helps us act as a natural preservative. So we don't use any other preservatives. We're shelf stable, so you don't have to put us in the refrigerator for up to 12 months. Um, so kind of all of that process goes into our manufacturer and then goes out from there. What question, was but. learning all of that like? Like, were you in the beverage industry before? Yeah, so both of us do have backgrounds in the beverage okay. industry. Okay. Um, I was on the distributor side, though, so I was selling, like, directly to accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and then Kelly mentioned she's on the supplier side and managing distributors. We do have that, but none of us have, like, a, neither of us have a scientific background in the beverage mm -hmm. industry. We weren't formulating um, officially. 
So there was a lot of Because she learning. was making things yeah. happen. Yeah. It's a steep learning curve is what I was yeah. saying. Like initially, so the first formulations, I just went up to Chicago. That's where our manufacturer is um, by default. That's where we're from, but there's nobody in the Southeast that can manufacture the product in the way that we want and also in a quantity that's not like Coca-Cola, right? Mm -hmm. So we can't yeah. millions of units at a time. Yeah. Um, so we ended up working with a manufacturer out of Chicago. So I was up there about two weeks ago and that was actually the first time I saw our production, although it was the fourth time we've run production. Mm -hmm. So I've been learning kind of like on the back end, because like Kelly mentioned, she had the idea, we consulted from abroad, mm -hmm. but I wasn't here hands-on until February of this mm -hmm. year. Um, so she can kind of, the initial challenges Kelly dealt with, and then we've moved all of those operations over to me. So now I kind of deal with that and help us get things in time, make sure everything gets to the like our manufacturer, and that we can run our production as scheduled. Um, generally, just yeah, it's fun and not fun, is what I would say. Like the business itself is fun, but each piece is built differently. And every supplier is different. So it's not like, oh, we call one ingredient house and we're like, okay, we're ready to order our ashwagandha, our coffee. Oh, we need the cans, the labels. We don't have one point of contact. So each piece, I have a different point of contact that we then bring everything together so that it can be manufactured. Yeah, and with everything with COVID right now, I'm sure that is a mess to deal with, which is why you need to consume ashwagandha. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sure. Right. We need our own product. When you, when you have out of stock issues with ingredients, you just have a couple extra cans. Um, but like Megan was saying, when I started the company and started doing research, um, it is, I'll say, the best time in the world to start a company, but also the worst time too, because there's a lot of different things out. Google can give you a million pages. So you start kind of, I started on Dr. Google and found, um, you know, all these different manufacturers and I cold called a lot of people, um, probably sounded dumb on the first couple calls with my formulation, but, um, and then I kind of did research and found the FDA does provide like food safety guidelines. It's a huge, very boring thing that you can download online and look at um, based on what you're producing or manufacturing um, and you can read through it. So I did that and that kind of learned more about talking about pH, different manufacturing processes and what we needed based on our formulation um, and how to talk to supply, talk to manufacturers. So um, yeah, it was a real crash course in um, science and crash course in manufacturing lingo that I knew nothing about until starting the brand. So um, it is kind of, it's exciting. It's, we've never been at a point in history where you can research and find so many things online so easily. I think kind of back to what we were talking about with health as well, like people do now have the ability to learn more about holistic medicine or overall healthcare more than at any other point in history because we have just access to everything at our fingertips. So, um, which is amazing, but it's also same thing with the business. It's There's so much out there and there's so much information, it's hard to know what which end is up sometimes with the amount of information that we have so yeah we uh, i did learn a lot uh from a history and econ major in college to uh, i feel like i have a a, a a minor now in manufacturing and science and supplements and um, yeah and supplements and uh holistic medicine so those are those are my what i've self-taught myself over the last couple of years 
So where can we currently find your product and how can consumers get your product? Yeah, awesome question. <laughs> the most important one. Yeah. Um, so you can buy us direct through our website, so drinkadash.com. And then we are also in about, I think we're 15 locations throughout Charleston now. So some of the main oh my ones gosh, are. really? Yeah. 15, that's awesome. So we've got the Daily, Mercantile and Nash, Oasis downtown. Those are kind of our key downtown. We're right here on Daniel Island. We've got the dime that carries us in shop. Mm -hmm. um, Eucalyptus Wellness, which we were touching on a moment ago. Dell's in West Ashley. And then we have a handful of other retailers. Um, we have some fitness studios, Pilates studios, those types of things that are carrying us. So you can follow us on Instagram at Drinkadash. That's a great place to see when we add a new location, we put it there. Um, same thing on our website, we're constantly adding locations. So I mentioned the Charleston ones. Kelly has Nashville. She has all six, or I'm sorry, all five Ian Rose Wellness locations. And then we, where the well things are, yeah. Um, which is on the campus of Belmont University and run by the students. Oh, now. that's where my brother went. Yeah. <laughs> which place, Charleston or Nashville, do you feel like is more progressive on the wellness, in the wellness scene? Charleston, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think it's a smaller community too. Yeah. So I think it's like a more intertwined, small knit community that's all um very connected in charleston just because it is a smaller like you know smaller community smaller city i think nashville does have a lot but it's a lot more spread out like there's different categories and different like groups of people within the wellness space so there is a lot of amazing health and wellness focused companies here um but for like the size of nashville versus the size of charleston i think it's definitely more tight-knit um smaller fitness community down in charleston that's been and like very well informed and on adaptogens in general so yeah i think uh we'll see as now that we have a distributor we'll have be in a lot more locations up here in nashville and get a better idea of where all that community is but yeah for us charleston was has been a an amazing community where people are super engaged on health and wellness are really well connected and, and really interested in holistic medicine down there so it's been um, it was surprising, I think, for both of us when we launched down there, like how receptive people were to Adash in Charleston. Yeah, I do feel like yeah. we have a, a really great health and fitness community here. Yeah. And I've kind of heard both. Some people think like, oh, we could be doing so much better. But being a part of the community, we have improved so much. Like so much. there is a boutique gym on like every corner. Mm -hmm. And there's so many more like direct pay doctors or direct pay PTs. Yeah. Um, but it's, like I think we're really starting to see, and so many people are moving here too, that are realizing they need to take care of themselves long-term yeah. and they're starting to get older. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's exciting to kind of be able to, to be on the forefront, to be able to yeah. So you mentioned before, you kind of gave us a little preview of like where to expect to see y'all in the next year. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit of a recap of what y'all have coming in the next mm -hmm. of your 24 month plan? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of more immediate future. We actually have some really exciting things. We touched on the Cordyceps SKU, so the second product line. We expect that to launch in early 2022. So the first three months of the year is the plan. Awesome. Um, so that's super exciting. And then we have a very, very exciting project that we are working on getting out right at this moment. We are doing a ground bagged coffee that is infused with ashwagandha and actually has a little bit of cacao in there as mm. well. Um, an additional immunity booster, but also just complements the ashwagandha quite nicely and helps make the coffee really balanced. So again, it's lower caffeine, not that we've used a proprietary process, 
um, but the serving size and the recommendations are lower caffeine, you'll brew it at home. It has 500 milligrams of ashwagandha. So we have oh, wow. 165 in here, which is where the name ADASH came from. It's your daily yeah. dash. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we are now still a dash because you can, like Kelly was saying, it's kind of 165 to 600 dosage range. You can do that twice per day. So we are still in that dash mm -hmm. range, um, but it's really for most people, unless they're dealing with a more severe anxiety or um, depression disorder, that's really gonna be still like a full dosage for the day. That will be plenty. So that's the goal is that people yeah. can brew at home. As we get into the colder months, they maybe will make their A-dash at home, brewed hot, and then we might still have our afternoon one like post-lunch and help us get through that day with just really balanced energy. So those are really the two main things that we have in the immediate pipeline and then we talked about looking at kegged formats and other things as we continue moving forward. Okay, wow. That's awesome. I mean, y'all just officially launched in April? Yeah, April 2021 is when yeah. we started selling D2C on our website. Um, and then June 2021 was our very first retail account we kicked off with the daily here in Charleston. Awesome. So yeah. we just are really growing that footprint where people can start to follow us, find mm -hmm. us where they already shop or are already having coffee. Um, and yeah, plans are to, we're really looking at growing the Southeast as a market. Um, we believe there's huge potential here, not only like you mentioned people moving here, but generally um, the Southeast is kind of a forgotten region in terms of branding oh, and functionality. Um, you know, in California, everybody already knows what adaptions are. So there's mm -hmm. more market education to do here, but we think the upside is that there's so many more people that can be positively, positively impacted. Yeah. Um, so we are looking at partnering with a Southeast grocery chain so that we are more available. So we're looking at something like Earth Fair or Whole Foods Southeast. Those are kind of in our 12 month, we would hopefully like to yeah. get distribution with them. They have a long oh, process. Sure. Yeah. So it's like 10 to 12 months from the time that they approve a product till it actually gets to a store. But that's the goal. We want it to be convenient and accessible so people can find it wherever they're already shopping. They don't have to seek it out at a, you know, a smaller location or order through the website. Oh, wow. Y'all have so many things coming up. <laughs> yeah. plans. <What? laughs> <laughs> yeah, not stressed at all. So yeah. <laughs> let's talk like three to five years from now. Like, What is your vision or your hope or your dream for the future and where you're going to take this? Yeah. yeah. I think... Generally, we want to grow the business so that there is an ADASH product for everybody to consume every day in whatever use case they find. So whether, like I talked about, if it's a hot coffee in the morning and then maybe a cold brew in the afternoon, if we have a single serve packet perhaps that they can take camping or hiking, we want ADASH to be really convenient, really an accessible product, but we want it to be part of everybody's everyday wellness routine so that it really does have those long-term impacts. Um, and then eventually we would, if we're talking, you know, probably not five years, but we eventually want to sell the company. We would like to sell it to a strategic partner. We want to exit the game, not because we don't enjoy it, but larger companies have the ability to reach more people. Ultimately, that is our goal to have everybody, not just in the U.S., but for it to be a global brand where people can really enjoy the benefits of adaptogens in a convenient and accessible manner. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big plans. <laughs> you yeah. mentioned your daily wellness routine. Can you yeah. tell me your specific daily wellness routine? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with mine because this is like a big um, part of my sort of health and wellness overall, um, mental and physical. So 
Um, I did not do this for a couple of years after I had a little one and I started doing this about three years ago. So I'm very dedicated to my morning routine um, and having a little bit of time in the morning to myself to get myself ready for the day. So I usually wake up between 5.30 and 6. Um, three or four days a week, I'll get on the bike and ride for about 20 minutes um, and then make a hot pot of coffee in the morning. So I do a French press right after I finish working out. Um, usually that's my cordyceps coffee that I'll do. Um, and I'll have that right in the morning um, when I'm by myself. And then I'll take a few minutes to do my to-do list for the day. So I like to do three things that I have to get done every day um, before anyone in my house gets up. So I like to get a very quick um, exercise in, usually on the bike, not very strenuous, more just of like getting, setting my mood for the day um, and then setting some like intentions, what I want to practice, how I want to feel, um, do three things I need to accomplish for the day within the business and then enjoy my coffee in peace and quiet um, before my son and my husband get up for the day. So um, I'm usually out the door by like eight to bring him to daycare. And I do like to exercise, like exercise, exercise in the afternoon. So um, um, I go to a kickboxing gym here in Nashville a couple days a week. I'm a huge fan of kickboxing. That's my preferred, if it's not soccer, that's my preferred exercise routine. So um, usually I get there twice a week and then um, I do like to have a nighttime routine as well. After um, my son goes to bed, I like to do, I'm a big gua sha person. So I do that once, usually twice a week um, where I spend like 10 to 15 minutes doing facial massage and gua sha and then uh, 30 minutes watching a show with my husband before I try and get in bed before 9.30. So um, for me, sleep is a huge part of making sure that I'm taking care of my mental and physical health. So I like to get to bed before 10 and also I like to get up and be away from everybody for about an hour before <laughs> before I start my day. So that's my specific um, morning and nighttime routine. Yeah, so mine is more of a, I need to practice what I preach. So I currently work still for my New Zealand employer remotely. So I work ADASH during the day and then I work remote New Zealand business hours, which now that we just did daylight savings is from 3 p.m. until 11 p.m. Um, so my routine is less ideal. Uh, I What I've really started doing, so I'm great in the morning and that I do not use technology when I first wake up. I need to have a minimum of 45 minutes to just wake up, have some time just really in peace and quiet. I'll stretch sometimes if I get to it, um, but really just like relaxing, getting ready to start the day. And then once I start the day, I really hit the ground running. You don't so. Stop. I don't. Um, I'm trying to be more mindful and like even just taking 15 minutes to take a walk um, at, at present. That's about what I'm managing. Um, in terms of overall, what do I do for my wellness? So we've started implementing both my husband and I. He has Thursdays off. So as of the last month, I'm taking Thursdays off from both of my jobs. I do not work. It's the one day that I'm dedicating to not working. Um, and we actually go to synchronicity, which I know that you had them on oh the my podcast gosh. not long yes. ago. Oh, yeah. I love that. So that has been honestly a huge change in my yeah. wellness routine. And like I said, we've been doing it about a month and I go at least once a week. So always on Thursdays. Um, that's been a huge game changer for me in just terms of helping me rest, recuperate, really feel recharged. Um, and then I am very slowly building into getting back into the workout games. I just took a cycle class at the work cycle this yeah. weekend. 
Um, so I'm looking at really dedicating a morning hour three days a week where I can move my body before working to that. Kelly mentioned sleep at present. I know that sleep is super important. Like if you're actually not getting enough sleep doing the exercise, I mean, all the other things aren't going to help. So I have been sacrificing and compromising on getting an extra hour of sleep versus going and working out. But I'm now at that stage where I'm able to kind of manage better and set boundaries better. So I'm starting to move three days a week for an hour in the morning, whether that be, like I said, cycling, um, just going to hopefully outsiders workout oh, classes yeah. soon. I've done a few pop-ups with them. Okay. So just kind of more like casual. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be hardcore, but more casual fitness. I'm really into group settings in terms of the fitness world being like, I'm not, you know, competing in sports. I'm going to the gym and just lifting is not for me. I have herniated discs in my back. So the version of what fitness is for me is different than what it was in my twenties, but it's really just finding time to move intentionally every day. Yeah. Um, and then for me, podcasts are what put me to bed at night. So as soon as I shut <laughs> the computer, yeah. um, <laughs> boring, huh? no, the funny thing is, it's like, it's a very specific subset. So the ones that probably most people don't listen to at night, like, so true crime podcasts, oh, no. what put me those to don't bed. like hype you up and don't give you <laughs> Um, this was a life hack that my husband introduced. Like he would start putting podcasts on, like come in from work and I'd be rambling. Yeah. And he put on a podcast and I'm like, you've been listening to so many podcasts lately. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, because you be quiet and go to bed. So yeah. it's literally oh, that it's so subset though. Like if it's something that's more educational yeah. or work that I'm interested in, then I can't go to sleep. So like true crime apparently puts me straight to sleep. <laughs> Oh, yeah, true so crime. true crime is my um, wellness sleep routine. That is so funny. I <laughs> like it though. I like that y'all are so different in your wellness routines because it really shows like there's just not one right way to do this. Yeah. And everyone's lives and stressors and responsibilities are different and they're also like ever changing. Yeah. Yes. It's nice to hear like that it can be realistic and it's not that you have to work out for an hour and a half every single day. Like yeah. just the difference it makes between like, Adding in an hour of sleep is huge. Like I'm mm -hmm. a better person oh, when I wake up with the sun, which is why I love the time of year right now. Yeah. Yes. yeah. When it's dark outside, I'm like, I, I hate everyone. Yeah. <laughs> the sleep and then just like having some time to yourself in the morning, because like you said, as soon as you start, you don't stop. And yeah. then you don't have any time to yourself because then you're yeah. like, your crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That is a fun fact about you, for yeah. sure. I do not do that because I uh, tend to be very anxious. So listening to true crime at night would make me um, run around the house looking for like a murder or breaking in through the window. So that is opposite of what I do. <laughs> I'm a really big believer and I think what's important. So in general, in life, I am a perfectionist. And I've had to really work on those tendencies. But what I've adopted is like be 1% better every day. So just yeah. do one little thing. Exactly just yeah. one little thing better, right? Like, so if I recognize that I'm not getting the movement that I need, can I spend five minutes today? Maybe tomorrow it's eight minutes. It's not holding yourself to a standard that's not realistic. We're yeah. busy. Modern life is not conducive to taking the best care of ourselves and being productive um, in all aspects of like your job. So it's realizing those things and then just trying to be better every single day, not saying, oh, I didn't even start today, so I'm not going to start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That's been a really big lesson for me um, is usually if I feel like I can't do something to the very best of my ability, I just don't start. I'm like, oh, I, I can't do it. Um, and I 
do do that for work, but in terms of my wellness routine, I've really taken that approach of just being 1% better every single day and knowing that like, hey, that's all what we, what we all need to do. Perfection isn't the goal. It's just being better than we were yesterday. Yeah, love that. I definitely struggle with that too. Like the all or nothing. Like yeah. I'm either going to burn out at 100%, like 100 miles an hour, yeah. and then you just crash to zero. And yeah. it's like, well, where can we start to find the time where we don't have to be like, producing like I think I talked um I probably talked about this with everyone on the podcast but especially as women and like especially Mm -hmm. as a mom I'm sure you feel this way too we try to fill every hour of the day with something so that's where like for me taking that time in the morning where there's no responsibility there's no task yeah has just been a game changer and then you feel great for the rest of the day I think more people have that alone time their stress levels would definitely be improved. And obviously yeah. there's more people yeah. your coffee your cold brew. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that in my wellness routine, the taking the hour to myself or like giving myself time in the morning has been the most transformative in terms of how I feel in the last couple of years. So that is something I think is like someone everyone can start tomorrow and make like one small little change. If you give yourself a little grace with your morning routine and give yourself a little more time, it can make a huge impact on, on how you start your day. Yeah. And even just like 20 minutes. Yep. Much better. Yeah. yeah. What is something that you wish that people knew about a dash? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, mm-hmm. like a misconception that you get, or it seems like y'all are very passionate about this education side of things. Yeah, I don't know if it's anything for me in particular about ADASH versus just generally adaptogens as a whole and having people yeah. know more about them and their benefits. And really, for me, more about that there's other ways that you can treat your health and wellness yeah. than just looking at it through a primary care physician scope and that I guess more so don't think of the band-aids like always ask to find the root cause whatever whoever you're working with whether it's a doctor whether it's you know in PT look at with them and find the right partner to truly find the root cause so it's not a good answer for ADASH but I think that that's what we're hoping to inspire is like everybody to live a more holistic yeah. lifestyle where wellness is a focus for them and provide them a tool to do that in a convenient and accessible manner. Yeah, even just like telling people to start asking, hey, what's the root cause? Or like, is this more than a Band-Aid? Yeah. Because it, we, the patient, the client needs way more power. Because right now it's, it's very skewed. The authority yeah. is very skewed. Where it really should be this relationship, let's be your guide, let's travel this journey together. So I yeah. love that. What about you, Kelly? Yeah, I would say um, a big part of the reason that we created Adash is that we want to empower consumers to take charge of their own wellness and their wellness routine. So for us, we chose, we've made like very specific um, things that we've done in the product in order to, to help benefit people. So, you know, we are different in terms of we are very transparent on our labels, what we use, everything is front and center on the can. If you look throughout the functional beverage and food industry right now, there is um, 
a little bit of ambiguity out there. So that's important for us. It's like we are super transparent on what we put in there because we think that you as a consumer um, have to take take charge of your own health and we want to empower you to do that with all the information. So that's probably like our one really huge point of difference that that I wanted to highlight about a dash. And then also like what we've chosen to do in terms of way we're delivering the product. So we want to be able to incorporate everybody to incorporate into their daily routine. So it's simple, it's convenient, it's delicious, and it's grab and go wellness. So those are the really the ways we chose a dash in the format um, and that we in fact chose to use cans in order to help with recyclability and sustainability. So there are other form factors that would have made it easier for us to go to market and a little bit cheaper. Um, But we purposefully chose aluminum cans because we're not only trying to be a a solution to the healthcare crisis and help people benefit in their physical and mental health, but we also want to be part of the solution when it comes to climate change and sustainability. So we will always have products that are recyclable. We will never be using PET or plastic. That's a big thing for us. Um, We'll never have like K-cups because we we don't believe in in putting more plastic and trash into this world. We're trying to to solve a problem, not create more of a problem with, um, with our our solution to to convenient wellness. So those are some really big things when we were starting the brands that are like pillars of what we what we are doing with the dash. So we want to be part of the, part of the change um, when it comes to your health and wellness, and we also want to be part of the change in, in providing um, products where people can vote with their dollar to make make a change within the world. Awesome, love it. Where can our listeners find you? Your website, social media, all that. Yeah, so website is drinkadash.com and handles on all social media. So we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, not Pinterest, we're not using that one yet, <laughs> um, but everything is at drinkadash. So all one word, D-R-I-N-K-A-D-A-S-H. Love it. Thank you, ladies. This has been awesome. This has been such a pleasure. I know uh, it's exciting for us to talk about Adash and adaptogens in general, but we're just so passionate about helping people improve their wellness. So anytime we get to get in on and talk about education with adaptogens or just how, um, you know, the story of, of dealing with mental health and um, depression and anxiety and sharing that and letting people know that they're not alone is, is important for us. So we're so excited that we could share a little bit about our story and, and help um, maybe one person feel better today when they hear about that. Very excited for your ground coffee. Yeah, we can't wait to share. We can't wait. (laughs) And we didn't talk about this, but we wanted to offer your listeners. So we really appreciate what you're doing here at the Healthy Charleston podcast and really helping people find different resources in the wellness space. So we would love to offer a 15% discount to all of your listeners. Wow, thank you. They will just enter the code HEALTHYCHS, HEALTHYCHS on checkout, and that will get their 15% discount. And then we would love to do a giveaway as well. So if you want to run it, I, you can choose how you want to do it. I don't know if you're looking for reviews on the podcast or if you just want people to share on social media, but we can run it for the week after that you air the podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll take all entries from that time and if somebody will win a free four-pack case of A-Dash. Oh, I or like brown um, coffee. Yeah. Uh, the choices. Okay. So you can copy it ready by the time that we end yeah. so they can pick the four pack or the ground coffee okay you might get a lot of injuries by someone named Hannah <laughs> <laughs>
And make sure all everyone local to Charleston, um, we offer free local delivery. So if they're checking out, make sure that it's um, on the local delivery. So they get a little discount and then they get a visit from Megan dropping off some Madash for them. That's grassroots. It, we, uh, we are boots on the ground every day. So if you yeah. live in Nashville or Charleston, you will get a delivery from Megan or myself or either of our husbands typically uh, sometimes the husband helps if we don't have time. sometimes sometimes my son as well <laughs> will go to so. it's ridiculous right yeah, yeah. exactly that's awesome we'll definitely figure that out thank you everyone for listening and again thank you megan and kelly it's been great thank you so much hannah it's great All right, if you're listening to this episode, we are doing a giveaway where you can win a free four-pack of a Dash cold brew and a ground coffee. What you need to do to follow both accounts, at Healthy Charleston and at Drink A Dash, you'll find our Instagram, you'll find the posts where we'll talk about the giveaway, like and save this Instagram post, follow both accounts, and tag a friend in either post that you would enjoy that would enjoy this episode so for every tag you get one entry and for five bonus entries you can share either a screenshot of the episode or you listening on your story or or an instagram post and tag both accounts for an additional five entries you can find all the information for the giveaway in the show notes and then also on the instagram post for the giveaway Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.